السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته إن الحمد لله إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا محمدًا عبده ورسوله يقول الله جل وعلا في كتابه الكريم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم وشر الأمور محتثاتها 
Dear brothers and sisters, Allah Jalla Jalaluhu tells us in the Quran addressing not just the believers but all of humanity. Ya ayyuhan nas, ittaqu rabbakum, inna zalzalata sa'ati shay'un azim. O mankind, fear your Lord and be dutiful to Him. Indeed, the earthquake of the final hour is terrible indeed. Sadaqallahu al-azim. Dear brothers and sisters, in the past few months we have seen and heard events that require us to reflect and ponder. We have seen major floods in Pakistan and Afghanistan. We have seen torrential rains in India and Nigeria and elsewhere. And most recently, as you all know, we have seen two major earthquakes strike the Levant, the area of southern Turkey and northern Syria. And right from the very beginning, we acknowledge that everything is by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. We say, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajirun. There is no movement or power except by Allah. And to Allah we belong, and to Him we are returning. Everything is in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everything occurs by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nothing is independent of Him or acts autonomously against His will. Jalla Jalaluhu. We recognize that. That's our belief. That's our theology as Muslims. We recognize that reality. And we also recognize that these events also cause physical and emotional pain. And we can recognize these two realities simultaneously because the Prophet ﷺ, who knows better than anyone else who is the doer, he also experienced pain. As he said when he lost his son Ibrahim, he says, the eyes have teared and the hearts have become saddened and we only say what pleases Allah. Dear brothers and sisters, this place that we're in is called the dunya. That means it's the lower world. And Allah describes the nature of this dunya for us in the Qur'an. He tells us that it is a place of bala, of affliction. It is a place of imtihan. It is a place of testing. It is a place of fitna, of tribulation. And sometimes that bala, that imtihan, that fitna, those tribulations and tests, sometimes they fall on individuals. And sometimes they fall on families. And sometimes they fall on entire regions. And sometimes they fall all across the entire world. And what matters for us all the way over here is to understand what Allah and His Messenger وسلم, say on the what and the why of these catastrophes. 
and for us to search for the life lessons we can derive from them right here and right now. These earthquakes that recently struck Turkey and Syria took place within a, sp a time span of nine hours and caused over 12,000 deaths and counting. The final death toll is expected to be in the tens of thousands. These earthquakes have caused massive damage to infrastructure, massive loss of wealth, massive loss of properties, and forced people out into the streets with literally nothing but the clothes on their back. Turkey's Disaster Management Agency has said that it has received reports of 11 plus thousand collapsed buildings. Not collapsed houses, collapsed buildings. Think of the kind of high-rise apartments you're used to seeing in that part of the world. Think about those types of high-rise apartments. Multiply that times 11 or 12,000. Think about how many people live in each of those. Just one of them. 12,000 plus collapsed. And Turkey has declared a three-month state of emergency in 10 of the country's provinces. And despite these rescue efforts continuing with the government deploying over 25,000 people for search and rescue operations, they say they are completely overwhelmed. And the same goes for those who are engaged in these efforts in Syria, about whom we hear less because of the media presence in Turkey relative to Syria. So this is an event for the people of Turkey and Syria that has turned security, amn, into fear, khawf, min al-amni ila al-khawf, and from wealth to poverty, min al-ghina ila al-faqar, and from ease into difficulty, from yusr to usr, and from life into death, min al-hayati ila al-mawt, all in the span of fleeting moments all in the span of just moments. So without a doubt, these events are a lesson for all of us, an ibrah. They are a lesson for those who are paying attention. They are a, remind, a reminder for those who are heedful, so that perhaps they may return to their Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala. And just last week we were talking about tawbah, repenting, returning to Allah ta'ala. This should inspire tawbah in all of us. Dear brothers and sisters, regardless of the circumstances, whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does in this world is wise and good. Every single action of Allah ta'ala has divine wisdoms. Some of these wisdoms are readily discernible, things that we can readily understand. Other divine wisdoms we do not understand. We do not have the big picture of eternity to understand events that are seemingly bad from our limited vantage point. We are finite beings, so our vantage point is limited to the vantage point of a small and ignorant, limited human being who has a beginning and an end. But we acknowledge that even those things we don't fully understand have a divine wisdom, whether Allah chooses to disclose those wisdoms to us or not. Everything has a wisdom. Life unfolds in this world exactly as Allah said it would. As a test, as a fleeting pleasure, 
as a temporary abode. Have we seen in the news, have we experienced around the world anything other than how Allah has described the nature of this dunya? We have not. The nature of dunya is, it is here today and gone tomorrow. إِنَّمَا الدُّنْيَا fana. لَيْسَ dunya thabut. The dunya is ephemeral in passing. It's not a fixed abode. That is the reality. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He tests His ibad. He tests those He loves. And through these tests, He forgives them. Through these tests, He raises some people in ranks. And through these tests, He takes martyrs, shuhada. And through these tests, He manifests those who are best in their deeds. Allah Ta'ala tells us in the Qur'an, تَبَارَكَ الَّذِي بِيَدِهِ الْمُلْكُ وَهُوَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٌ الَّذِي خَلَقَ الْمَوْتَ وَالْحَيَاةَ لِيَبْلُوَكُمْ أَيُّكُمْ أَحْسَنُ عَمَلًا وَهُوَ الْعَزِيزُ الْخَفُورُ Blessed is He in whose hand is the dominion and who has power over all things, who created death and life in order to test you to see which of you is best in actions. And He is the Almighty and He is the forgiving. The Prophet ﷺ taught us to have the correct perspective when we see these events unfolding in the world. He taught us to be optimistic, to search for the positives that are hidden within every test and within every difficulty. Even if that thing appears to be bad, we recognize there is a divine wisdom within it. The Prophet ﷺ says, عَجَبًا لِأَمْرِ الْمُؤْمِنِ إِنَّ أَمْرَهُ كُلَّهُ خَيْرٌ وَلَيْسَ ذَلِكَ لِأَحَدٍ إِلَّا الْمُؤْمِنِ إِنْ أَصَابَتْهُ سَرَّاءَ شَكَرٍ فَكَانَ خَيْرًا لَهُ وَإِنْ أَصَابَتْهُ ضَرَّاءَ صَبَرٍ فَكَانَ خَيْرًا لَهُ He says, astounding, amazing is the affair of the mu'min, the believer. And all of his matters are amazing, they're astounding. Because if something good happens to the mu'min, he's grateful, he's thankful, and it becomes good for him. And if something bad happens to him, he's patient, and it becomes good for him. Everything in our life is basically an ebb and flow between blessings and trials. So when there's a blessing, there's shukr, and when there's a trial, there's sabr. And there's nothing in our life except that it's going to be between those two experiences. And usually our life is going to be a mixture of these two things. There are areas in your life where you have shukr. And there are areas in your life where you have sabr. And it's going to be that way until you die and leave this world. That's the nature of this world. The Messenger of Allah also told us that through trials and tests, a believer can earn the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala depending on how they react to them. He said Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, إِنَّ عِظَمَ الْجَزَاءِ مَعَ عِظَمِ الْبَلَاءِ وَإِنَّ اللَّهَ إِذَا أَحَبَّ قَوْمًا ابْتَلَاهُمْ فَمَنْ رَضِيَا فَلَهُ الرِّضَى وَمَنْ سَخِطَا فَلَهُ السَّخَطِ He said Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that the عِظَم, the tremendousness of reward comes with the عِظَم or the greatness of the test. The bigger the reward, the bigger the test, the bigger the reward. The bigger the test, the bigger the spiritual elevation and purification of that person. And so he said, whoever is pleased will earn Allah's pleasure. And whoever is displeased 
will earn Allah's displeasure and wrath. Sometimes these tragedies are a means for the believer to gain nearness to Allah Ta'ala. Sometimes they are a sign that Allah Ta'ala loves that person and wants good for them, despite them not necessarily understanding that in the moment. The Prophet says in the famous hadith, many, many of you know this hadith, where he says, مَن يُرِدِ اللَّهُ بِهِ خَيْرًا يُفَقِّهُ فِي الدِّينِ Whomsoever Allah wants good for, He gives him a deep understanding of the religion. In another narration, the Prophet ﷺ says, مَن يُرِدِ اللَّهُ بِهِ خَيْرًا يُصِبْ مِنْهُ Whosoever Allah wants good for, He afflicts that person with trials. So when Allah wants good for certain people, they receive trials that are means of elevation and purification and upliftment. That's the reality behind the scenes that people don't always perceive. And from this understanding, we realize the error of those who think that earthquakes are always divine punishments. Some people in the past few days have been sharing on social media a narration that is purportedly from the words of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu, even though the chain is da'if, it's weak, it's not attributed to him, where he allegedly said that the earthquakes that come are only a punishment for the sins of the people. And people are sharing this, and people who are in Turkey and in Syria are getting these messages, where they're suffering and in pain and losing loved ones, and they're getting messages telling them that this is your fault. It's because you're, you're alsi, you're disobedient, you're a horrible person. So you have this coming to you. But Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu didn't say this, number one. Number two, earthquakes happened during the reign of Sayyidina Umar. Was he a disobedient servant? Were those Muslims disobedient servants? They received plagues and earthquakes as well. Are they always signs of punishment? No, they're not. It all depends on the person and their state. One time, Imam Junaid, rahimahullah, he says that when a person is tested, that can be a means of elevation for them, darajat, Or it could be kafara, the sayyat. It could be something that wipes away their sins. Or it could be Something that is uquba lil khati'at could be a punishment for their sins. So one of his students said, Ya Imam, how will we know which one is us? If something bad happens in our life, how will we know? How do we determine if we are number one, two, or three? And he says, If you're tested by Allah Ta'ala in your life, and you have rida, you have satisfaction with the decree of Allah. You may be in pain, but you know what your Lord does not make mistakes. And you're satisfied with His decree, this is an elevation for you. And if you are tested and you have patience, then that thing is a means of wiping away your sins. But if you're tested with that thing and you're resentful, and you're questioning Allah and you're complaining, then this is actually a punishment. It all depends on the perspective. A single tragedy can be an elevation for some, a wiping away of sins for others, and a punishment for others. That is the reality. 
There are people sharing messages on social media claiming that Allah is punishing the people of Turkey and the people of Syria. This is a form of a ta'alli Allah that we spoke about a few weeks ago. A few weeks ago, we gave a khutbah about the muhbitatul a'mal, those things that wipe away and invalidate our good actions. And one of them, we said, is a ta'alli Allah, presuming to speak on behalf of God about whom God loves and is pleased with, who He's punishing and who He's not punishing, as if the person has that kind of knowledge. That's what people are doing. Dear brothers and sisters, one of the religious benefits we can derive from these tragedies is that many martyrs are created as a result of them. Allah takes from these events many shuhada, many martyrs. He chooses those whom He accepts as shuhada and raises them to the ranks of the shuhada. Are they being punished when they're granted shahada? Of course not. The Prophet ﷺ said in the hadith, الشُّهَدَاءُ خَمْسَ الْمَطْعُونُ وَالْمَبْطُونُ وَالْغَرِقُ وَصَاحِبُ الْهَدْمِ وَالشَّهِيدُ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ He said وسلم, that the martyrs are five kinds. The one who dies of the plague, the one who dies of a stomach disease, the one who drowns, and the one who dies under debris. A person dying in an earthquake is the person who dies under debris. And lastly, the one who dies in the way of Allah Ta'ala. These are the five types of shuhada. But despite recognizing these things, and despite acknowledging that we have no authority to speak on behalf of God, and claim that things are punishments for people, we still have to take notice of the phenomena and realize what is happening and ask ourselves, what is the big picture here with all of these environmental catastrophes and all of these problems in the world? In Sahih al-Bukhari, Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu relates that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, لَا تَقُومُ سَاعَةُ حَتَّى يُقْبَدَ الْعِلْمُ وَتَكْثُرَ الزَّلَازِلُ وَيَتَقَارَبَ الزَّمَانُ وَتَظْهَرَ الْفِتَنُ وَيَكْثُرَ الْهَرْجُ وَهُوَ الْقَتْلُ وَالْقَتْلُ the Prophet ﷺ said that the last hour, the day of judgment, the sa'ah, will not happen until knowledge is lifted, until time passes quickly, until earthquakes increase in number, and tribulations appear, and harj increases. And they ask, Ya Rasulullah, what is harj? And he says that it is wanton killing, mindless murder, spreading. That is Haraj. So learning this narration informs us how close to the hour we are. The knowledge of the hour is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there are many major signs that have yet to appear. But we see in these signs that minor signs are appearing and reminding us that the hour is near. And although we don't know when that last day is going to be, what we do know is that every single one of us will face our own sa'ah. Because the ulama tell us that there are in fact two sa'ahs. There is the sa'ah al-kubra, which is the day of judgment. And then there is the sa'ah sughra, which is our death. When you die, that is your sa'ah. Because you go into the next realm of existence, into the barzakh, 
after which is Yawm Al-Qiyamah. So no matter when the Day of Judgment actually happens, we all have a sa'ah to face. So the signs of the hour remind us that we have our own sa'ah, our own final hour to attend to as we live our life in a way that we hope to end our life, in a way that is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And lastly, dear brothers and sisters, reflecting on these earthquakes and other catastrophes, we should be reminded of the awesome power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Earthquakes are from the forces of Allah Jalla Jalaluhu, and they are subjected to His command. And through these earthquakes, Allah Ta'ala causes fear to enter the hearts of those He wills. And through these earthquakes, He causes those to learn lessons that He wills for them to learn. And through them, He purifies whom He wills to purify, and brings close whom He wills to bring close. Allah Ta'ala tells us, وَمَا يَعْلَمُ جُنُودَ رَبِّكَ إِلَّا And none of you know of the soldiers of your Lord except Him. So these events make clear to us the plain reality, the ultimate reality, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala owns the entire heavens and the earth. To Him is mulku samawati wal ard. Lahu maqalidu samawati wal ard. To Him belongs everything in the heavens and the earth. Everything is by His control, His power, and His command. He is the irresistible. He is the dominant. Al-Jabbar, Al-Qahar, Al-Azim, Al-Mutakabbir, Al-Ali, Al-Azim, Al-Jaleel, Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, wa Taqaddasat Asma'uhu. That is the reality. We come to know about our Creator through His names of beauty. Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim. Al-Latif, Al-Halim, Al-Ghafoor. But we also come to know our Lord through the names of majesty. These names, Al-Jabbar, the overpowering, the irresistible, Al-Qahar, Al-Azim, the tremendous. That's what it means to know Allah. By all of these names as they manifest, their effects manifest in this world. That is the reality, dear brothers and sisters. Earthquakes are not just natural phenomena that happen on their own. They're not just the mere movement of tectonic plates. They are by the will of Allah Ta'ala, the decree of Allah Ta'ala, the one who is ala kulli shay'in qadir, the one who is fa'alun lima yurid, the one upon whom everything relies, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this earthquake that we have witnessed should be a reminder that although we may be all the way here in North America, Although we may be off of the fault lines of, of earthquake zones here, the reality is that an earthquake is to happen that everyone will know about and have some experience of. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Qur'an, يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسِ إِتَّقُوا رَبَّكُمْ إِنَّ زَلْزَلَةَ السَّاعَةِ شَيْءٌ عَظِيمٌ يَوْمَ تَرَوْنَهَا تَذْهَلُ كُلُّ مُرْضِعَةٍ عَمَّا أَرْضَعَتْ وَتَضَعُ كُلُّ ذَاتِ حَمْلٍ حَمْلَهَا وَتَرَى النَّاسَ سُكَارَى وَمَا هُمْ بِسُكَارَى وَلَكِنَّ عَذَابَ اللَّهِ شَدِيدٍ صَدَقَ اللَّهُ الْعَظِيمُ He tells us, O mankind, fear your Lord and be mindful of Him. Indeed, the earthquake of the final hour is a terrible thing. The day you shall see it, every nursing mother will forget her nursling, and every pregnant one will drop her load, 
and you will see mankind in a drunken state, yet they will not be drunken, but the torment of Allah will be severe. So there is an earthquake to be experienced by some people at least, and something to be recognized. Allah Ta'ala says about that day, يَوْمَ تَرْجُفُ الرَّاجِفَةَ on the day when the first blowing of the trumpet is blown. This, this is experienced not by Muslims, we should explain. The blowing of the trumpet and those who are alive in the dunya, when that happens, will be the worst of humanity. But this is an experience that will be around the world. When the trumpet is blown, the earth and the mountains will shake violently. Then Allah says there will follow it the subsequent blowing and the hearts on that day will tremble with their eyes humbled. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of those who take heed of these lessons. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us on the day when the earth is shaken in the ultimate quaking and throws off all of its contents when humanity will cry saying, Malaha, what is wrong with it? What is going on with it? May Allah ta'ala bring solace and ease to the people in Syria and Turkey and accept their deceased among the shuhada in, in his sight. May Allah Ta'ala give sabr and ease and facilitation to all of the victims. May Allah Ta'ala give tawfiq and ease and success for all of those striving to go and help them no matter where they may be. And may Allah give us these lessons and make them real for us in this life not as a passing attraction that we see on the news quickly to forget about a day or two later. Ameen. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wa aftu salati wa atamu taslimi ala Sayyidina Muhammadin al-Sadiq al-Ameen. وعلى آله وصحبه ومن استنى بسنته إلى يوم الدين وبعد. Dear brothers and sisters, as Muslims, we are called upon to support and care for those afflicted with difficulty. To our capacity, to the ability we have. And accordingly, we are to respond to this disaster, at the very least, with supplication and with our compassion and ideally with our generosity and our financial means. Indeed, the Ummah of the Prophet ﷺ is one body as he describes us. And he said that when one part of the Ummah is struck, the rest of the Ummah has to react accordingly. He said that the parable of the believers in their affection, in their mutual mercy and compassion for each other is that of a body. When any limb aches, the whole body reacts with sleeplessness and fever. So our efforts towards others is not only a means for them receiving help. It is also a means for us, helping us and benefiting us in this life and in the next. One of the greatest deeds we can do is to help relieve someone of a difficulty. To just help someone out of a hardship, no matter how big or large the hardship is, to help them out of that is one of the greatest things we can do. The Prophet ﷺ says in the famous hadith, whoever relieves the hardship of a believer in this world, Allah will relieve the hardship of that person on the day of judgment. 
He says, whoever helps ease a person in a time of difficulty, Allah will make ease for them in this world and in the hereafter. And he said, whoever conceals the faults of a Muslim, Allah will conceal his faults in this world and the hereafter. And Allah will continue to help a servant as long as he is helping his brother. This means that I urge myself and all of you to make a niyyah, to make a firm intention to relieve at your capacity your brothers and sisters of their hardship in Syria and Turkey. May Allah Ta'ala make you and me and all of us a vehicle, a wasita, a vehicle by which the people of La ilaha illallah Muhammadun Rasulullah experience relief from their hardship. May Allah make you the vehicle of His relief coming to the people of Syria and Turkey. Because it is Allah Ta'ala who relieves people of their distress. But He chooses whom He wills to be the wasa'it, the vehicles, the means of delivering that. May Allah make you and I those vehicles for that relief. So ensure, dear brothers and sisters, that as you seek to be vehicles of relieving your brothers and sisters, that you do so via reputable and trusted charities that will deliver the aid and the help that is needed. You have to be mindful. Don't just fall for any charity that pops up on your phone. Muslims, we're very trusting people. And we often trust people who have ulterior motives and who take a profit from our generosity. So be mindful of who you donate to with trusted charities and give to them what is in your capacity to give relief to the people of Syria and Turkey. The Prophet ﷺ tells us in a very powerful hadith recorded by Imam Ibn Hibban, he says that there are some people whom Allah Ta'ala has created to be at the service of others. People whom others flee to in times of need. He says that such people will be safe on the Day of Judgment. May Allah Ta'ala shower His mercy upon the deceased. And may He bless those who are tested by this event with sabrun jameel, with a beautiful patience. And may Allah Ta'ala grant the affected ease and quick and full recovery. And make us vehicles for delivering that relief and help at our capacity to our brothers and sisters in Syria and Turkey. Ameen. ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الرمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا بقدر عظمة ذاتك في كل وقت وحين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين وقوموا إلى صلاتكم يرحمكم الله